I saw it. You saw what? I saw it. How many times do I have to tell you? You don't know what you're dealing with. What's going on? This is Tony and welcome to another episode of Encounter Stories. Yes, we are back. We popped up that uh, we have a new episode. Uh, we did take a little bit of a break. Um, just want to give everybody an update. So essentially, um, our last episode was back in November. Um, Dan actually, uh, I'm so happy to announce that he actually had his second child, his daughter. Um, so obviously, um, for those of you who have kids, know that um, when you bring a second one, or even when you have one kid, it's a lot. Uh, and he's he's kind of been, um, you know, taking care of his his newborn and spending some time with the family, um, which is super important um, as he should. So um, we decided to kind of put the podcast on the back burner. Um, we have gotten some emails, um, some experiences that we are going to share um, in the coming weeks. Um, but uh, since I don't have Dan here with me this week, um, he will be coming back soon. I thought a great way to start off the new year would be to have on a special guest. Um, so uh, Jay is a really good friend of mine. Um, he loves all this stuff just like I do and, and Dan do. So I thought he'd be a great person to have on uh, and always super fun to talk to. So uh, Jay, what's going on, man? How you feeling? Hey, I'm feeling great, Tony. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Of course, man. Um, so, um, Jay, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, I can pretty much just set you up and tell you that, uh, tell everybody that <laughs> you, you are a man. It's a setup. <laughs> yeah, you are a man of mer- many talents, many a jack of all trades. You uh, actually are, are in a very well-known band uh, called Thy Will Be Done, which is pretty awesome man um you guys thanks yeah well you guys you know at the orion festival open for metallica i mean that's amazing so right there i mean i think that's that's crazy so um i guess to be fair we're only well known to the the people who listen to heavy metal too so (laughs) and even then you know (laughs) but still man i mean like when you when you say you open for metallica i mean like not not many can say that and i think that's a major accomplishment that that should be thank you should be noted definitely man um and uh, you also recently uh, started a new endeavor, which I have been, it's been a pleasure to support. Um, it's called moonroot.net, which is their website. Um, they basically make all different types of candles, which I've purchased and are amazing. So Jay, do you want to talk oh, about that thanks. while we got people listening? Sure. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Um, the I'm a huge connoisseur and lover of candles. Um as is uh, my girlfriend, and it was interesting at the beginning of the pandemic uh, of you know that you know purchasing some candles because you're just spending more time inside, and you know candles just create such a an ambiance and an atmosphere, and you know for me smells ever since I was a child could it would trigger memories you know mostly good ones, <laughs> right, right, and uh, and then uh, yeah it was so it was just like one of those things where it just literally started out with like you know ordering candles and like oh how hard could it be you know when I was a teenager. My parents had, oh gosh, tons of books on things like on herbalism and, and, you know, even candle making. So when I was about 15, 14 or 15, I had experimented with paraffin wax and, and tried to or attempted to make candles back then with like different herbs and things like that. But it didn't really go anywhere. And then I 
you know, found music and did that for many years and still do. But at the beginning of the pandemic, it was kind of uh, one of those instances where it's like, well, how hard could it be, you know, and got a candle making kit, you know, very early on. And then I just dove in, um, just trying to learn as much as I could about the craft. And then, you know, both of us, you know, just really putting in our own insight. Um, she, you know, uh, carries a makeup artist by trade, you know, professional makeup artist for 25 plus years. And so her attention to detail and that artistic side of her is something that pairs well with mine. And so, you know, we just love smells and aromas. And so just started from there and then um, home the craft. And so, you know, we, we definitely share the workload and things. And, you know, while I might be the one melting wax and blending oils and things like that, she's definitely, you know, that important instrument, you know, second nose or third and fourth nostrils that (laughs) come in handy and you can can tell man i mean as far as like from an artistic standpoint i mean like your website just like the pictures and and things you know how things are it's really great i mean i think um i'm super proud of you man i think it's it's awesome um and i can say personally i've purchased a couple candles from you guys and they're you know just really like handmade homemade um you can definitely tell they don't have any chemicals in it they're soy based so it's um for that reason, I know that friends of mine have actually purchased them because because they don't have any harmful chemicals in them like some candles do. Yeah, that was our big thing too is like, you know, both of us, you know, we uh, we wanted to make something that, you know, we'd be comfortable burning ourselves around ourselves, you know, around family, friends, pets, you know, and so we don't use anything that's on, you know, the Proposition 65 list. Um, and if it's on that list and it's bad in California, chances are it's bad somewhere else. And, right, <laughs> you know, <right. laughs> so we don't put dyes in it. It's all non-GMO, soy-based wax grown right in America. So we're, we're literally supporting some local American farmers uh, who grow soybeans and make wax and sell it to folks like us. So, that's awesome. so it's a lot of fun, man. Yeah, man. Well, I, I definitely congrats on that. Um, Thank it you. It seems to be going well, and I'm, I'm super psyched for you. And I definitely think it was worth mentioning on, on a, so many levels. So I'm glad that people <laughs> who are listening know about it. Check out his website, moonroot.net. Um, and, you know, definitely I recommend ordering something because they are phenomenal. So, um, but Jay, man, I wanted to have you on because um, you and I share an interest in in everything weird <laughs> like, <laughs> yes like paranormal stuff ufo stuff i mean we've talked to pretty much about everything um so i i wanted to definitely talk to you about um first off i sent you a video that uh yeah that uh, a friend of mine nicole actually sent me and i haven't talked to nicole in like over a decade and i used to work with her and randomly i get a, a, a text facebook message from her last night and she's like hey Hey, Tony, what's up? She's like, I saw your podcast. That's awesome. I love it. She's like, but uh, check this video out. Um, I just took this in my backyard. And she lives in Rhode Island. Um, her name's Nicole Cassione. Uh, and she uh, allowed me to you know, share the video. So I'm going to put it up on the um, Encounter Stories Instagram and Facebook so you guys can check it out. But um, what did, Jay, when you first saw this video, what did you think of it? Like, What, what were your first initial thoughts? So... I, I didn't get a chance to really talk to you much about this before. Oh, I'm watching the video right now, actually, so that's why if you hear that in the background. Oh, good. Um, and I, I didn't get a chance to really talk to you about it, but I find it fascinating. Obviously, you know, I, not seeing it firsthand, you know, there's that element. Let's, you know, be completely transparent, right? So usually in situations like this, people try to, you know, debunk it. You know, is it an airplane? Is it, you know, some sort of like 
other like aircraft that we would know. You know, mm-hmm. how unidentified is it? But I find it fascinating that it coincides with, you know, yesterday there being a, a, what they consider a blue UFO that was spotted over Hawaii yesterday. Yeah. And watching this, I had forgotten about hearing about that. And then seeing it, you know, again, watching it, and it's like it has some flashes to it. And it looks like at times it's blue. It's right. blue and white and some green there. and um, But, you know... Again, is it, you know, is it a vehicle being tested, you know, something that, you know, citizens aren't supposed to know about, which is usually, you know, the MO or what we're told, um, right. or is it, or is it, you know, um, is it possibly, you know, a spacecraft, you know, it, it, th- those are the questions there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I mean, because I had the same thing, you know, first of all, I mean, like being like, thinking logical about it, you know, like, okay, so it's not impossible for people to see anything, but sometimes it's like, oh, it was... When it's not in your area, it's like, oh, well, I'll never know. But when somebody says it's kind of in your backyard, you're like, all right, yeah. let, let me see. What, let me see the video. <laughs> it's almost like you want to be like, eh, well, you know, but everybody's but I know like friends of mine who have seen stuff in the area too, like years ago. So it's not impossible by any means. So when she sent this video, um, I she zoomed in on it and. I was trying. I was trying to debunk it at first, you know, because I wanted yeah. if if I can figure out what it is, then okay, we can figure out what it is. But it was too right. high up. It was. I own a drone myself. When you when you send a drone up into the air in the you know at night, it does have flashing lights, kind of like aircraft lights. Um, but the lights that this thing was projecting were very different. A drone does not go that high. Um, right. And the other thing too is it was. It was spinning. It almost looks like it's in the video. I mean, it, she is zoomed in a lot, so you lose a little bit of the, of the yeah. resolution. But, you know, it is like – it almost looks like it's spinning very fast and it's changing different colors. You know, the, yeah, it's blue, green, red, orange. Like it's just kind of changing colors. Um, and But I think the most interesting thing is that it's – it seems like it's dematerializing and, and reappearing again um, briefly. Mm. And that is something that doesn't – happen with with aircraft you know you can keep your eye on it right. and watch it move from point a to point b you know or out of sight you don't necessarily see something kind of disappear for a second and reappear um you know it was very far away she did have to zoom in to see it so but from what i can see it doesn't seem like it is an aircraft i don't i don't know what it is i could say for me it's unidentified i can't identify what it is mm. Um, right. Yeah. It's not clear that of what kind of craft it is. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, like, could it be like some kind of um, somebody had commented on Facebook when she posted it? Oh, it looks like somebody got like a cool like laser toy. And it's like, oh, I don't think mm. so. You're not going to get a laser that's going to go that high and make those kind of movements. It was there was no beam that you could really see. It didn't look like a spotlight. Um, right. You know, and to see something from that far away. Um, I don't think it's a toy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, and, and not only that, like for it would have to be some sort of light being projected down for the way that it's captured. Right. It wouldn't be a light being projected up. You would see a beam of some sort, or at least you'd bounce that light off of an object. So, that, in my opinion, um, I, you know, debunks the the laser pointer or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah i thought that was uh, kind yeah, of a, yeah. a long shot it's <laughs> but somebody's like yeah. oh, it looks like a toy it's like well i don't know man are you looking at it like it doesn't really seem like a 
I don't know. There's just a lot of things that kind of, yeah, shot that theory out the window for me. Um, but I, yeah, I just thought it was a really cool video. Um, yeah. I, I definitely was really surprised when she sent it to me. I was like, wow, I think you actually got something pretty cool here. Um, yeah. And she's, you know, um, you know, she is, is somebody that does believe in UFOs and, and her husband was kind of like, I don't know. It's, and she's like, well, it's moving, like it's moving up and down, you know? And so I'm going to post it on the, the um, encounter stories, IG, and um, I'll also yeah. post it on Facebook. So you guys can take a look and kind of make your own, um, you know, come to your own conclusions. But I, I think it's definitely some sort of uh, an unidentified object in my opinion. So, um, and that's, that's pretty much all I got to say about that. I would just say, check it out and, and see what you think. Yeah, um, I th- good call. Yeah, I wanted to correct what I said too. I didn't re- uh, that a sighting in Hawaii mistakenly said it happened yesterday. It didn't it was reported yesterday or it was made public yesterday? But apparently, it happened on December 29th. But right, yeah. described in the same way, bluish, whitish hue, and um, yeah, yeah. The one in the one in Hawaii was actually pretty crazy too because it they actually saw it um, in the sky and then it it plunged into the water. Um, yeah, exactly. Crazy. Yes. Crazy. So, um, that's, uh, a whole nother thing, um, that, uh, I think is just my theories about what lies beneath the deep. Uh, mm. <laughs> we have no idea. There's a, if we have time, I'll, I'll share another story that, um, commander Fravor, uh, actually shared when I was listening to him on another podcast is really creepy. Uh, but I'll, I'll try to I'll get into that later. But, um, one of the reasons, Jay, I have you on the podcast, and I know you're aware of this because we, we obviously, you know, prepped for this in some way. Um, did, we did. did. <laughs> <laughs> Via text message. Did you, um, you've actually been around the world, man, because you toured with your band, um, been to a ton of different places. You've played in a different, uh, tons of different venues. Um, some are yeah. super old. Some are, you know, you know, they're just in, just, dude, you, any venue that, you know, has its own stories and has its own history. Um, and I know that you've mentioned you've had some experiences with the paranormal. So I would love for you to, to share those. And, and, uh, if you don't mind, I think that would be awesome. Oh, heck yeah, man. Uh, not a problem. I know we've talked about this, you know, before, but to share with any listeners, yeah, it's, you know, sometimes, you know, especially being in a, it's hard to, you know, when people think you're, you know, in a touring band, um, you know, the brain typically shifts to more popular musicians and like pop artists. So you're thinking like giant big arenas, things of that nature. But we don't play popular music. You know, while there's popular metal bands in the world, um, the, you know, there's genres and the subgenres that, you know, we play or participate in aren't necessarily the most popular. Uh, they have their niche and they have definitely have their, their following. Um, so sometimes you're in venues that, you know, are old clubs or sometimes they're, uh, whether it's an old blues club that's been around for a hundred years or sometimes it's, you know, there are sometimes a former, whether it's a, you know, old Masonic temple that's now a, a music venue or it's a, it's a warehouse. Either way, these buildings sometimes are really old and Typically in those major cities, these, you know, buildings are either repurposed over years and they all have stories and they definitely all have energy to them. That's for sure. So um, we've been fortunate to play some really great venues, clean, new, 
And then those old historic ones are just some of my favorite. Um, one of them, uh, I know one, I've told you about the one in Milwaukee, right? Yeah, or yeah, that one, yeah. M- Milwaukee. Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was the, uh, the, the, the old Eagles club. Uh, it's okay. known. I was not aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. The good land. Uh, <laughs> we're not reference. worthy. Yeah. <laughs> we, this is how we normally, you know, interject, you know, we interject each other, a conversation with re- movie references and pop culture references. All so it's time. great. <laughs> so we might throw in more. You might yeah. Treat, hopefully, yeah. hopefully the listeners don't mind. It's yeah, cool. No. <laughs> Hi, first time, long time. Uh, your whole show just went off the rails. I'm just not sure what happened. Uh, anyway, so we play this place called the Rave. It's like multiple venues in one giant building. Give you a little background on this place. It's just, um, it's the Eagles Club is like this like old. I mean, dude. So I don't know if you know anything about the Eagles organization at all. I've heard of it. Yeah. All right, so uh, well, yeah, they have like the Eagles. Basically, yeah, you know, yeah, the Eagles Club. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, not like Don Henley. I'm not like, <laughs> like oh, right, not right, the, right, those right, Eagles, right. but like, um, like a you know fraternity and a fraternal organization. Um, you know, this there are a lot that had popped up. Um, you know, turn of the century. You know, elsewhere outside of our country, or that were brought into our country or established here. You know, um, whether it's you know Freemasons. Uh, whether it's the Odd Fellows, Eagles, Lions Club, it's fraternal organizations um, where people, you know, get together and, and, and do things. Sometimes it's athletic in nature and, and, and things of that. Uh, you, you following me on that so oh, far? Oh yeah, totally. All right on. So, um, so the Rave Club and Eagles Club is like, like seven, six or seven venues at the time. I, I can't even remember. Um, but the that Milwaukee Eagles. Uh, they had formed, I think it was like early 1900s, I want to say. Um, it was like, it was a group of people, you know, like kind of like, you know, like us, like actors and managers and, you know, stage people and, and things like that. And they, they wanted a place to just kind of go. And, you know, so they have like, it was like a swimming pool there, like a gym. And like, they just do all kinds of stuff there, ballroom, and things like that. I definitely would implore uh, any of your, your listeners to go check out the history of it. Right. But, um. But anywho, I'm getting, you know, going on a tangent there. But um, it's this beautiful building. Um, if you could ever pull up pictures of it, just check it out, especially like when it was first built. Um, and then, you know, they've just kept it. It looks the same. It's just everything, obviously, on the inside is completely different. Um, and anywho, uh, I don't know if you know who – are you familiar with Frank Lloyd Wright at all, the architect? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, so I guess it was uh, either somehow affiliated with him, the design of it, or a student of his or something. I'm, I, I don't remember, so don't quote me on that. Um, but it's this giant building, and it's, uh, it had all kinds of things in it. And now that it's like this venue for years, um, you know, there was a lot of things that went on there. And if anyone, you know, I won't divulge, uh, but... If you do research on different fraternal organizations, you know, there's a lot of fundraising, a lot of charitable events. So therefore, like a lot of the the ballrooms um, were used for like charitable events, things like that, especially, you know, 
you know, turn of the century and like, you know, the roaring 20s, you got to remember these, you know, there was no internet. There, you know, there wasn't television. You know, so people went to galas. They went to things. They did things. Yeah, it's so like can hundreds only of people have gone, like thousands of people have been through this place. So it was, Right. You know, so. Exactly. It's, it's huge, you know. So venue holds a lot of like different vibes, different energy that, that's come through. And there's this giant swimming pool that's down there. So tales go on that like this place is like haunted you hear tales about it um also this is where there were it was a nightclub in like the 80s and 90s and this is where in milwaukee um this is where jeffrey Dahmer would actually Dahmer would actually go to one of the dance venues there oh, okay and and pick up his victims all right, because I was like, I knew you were giving us like the history, but I'm like, oh, he's gonna tell us some like weird stuff. <laughs> like, mm. like, where's all this going? All right, cool. Yeah, cool. I'm sorry. Yeah, I yeah. just wanted to like kind of like so you kind of like get an idea rather than just like kind of jump to it. You know, the history of things is so important for people yeah, to yeah, really yeah. No, understand. Yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah. So Dahmer would actually go to this venue and you know pick up other men, and then there was the infamous hotel that used to be like adjacently across the street. Right apartment complex whatever which it's no longer there uh but it's a new one it's a different one but anywho um but this is where he would meet people and pick them up court them and then obviously go do his thing with them uh back at the 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 room the hotel room so there's always been this like crazy vibe that people say and we've known other bands that have been there and they're like no for real like this place is like weird and there's certain parts of the building that are really weird like if you can go you know go find um the abandoned swimming pool. Um, and there's like footage of this this pool. We used to watch the Pantera home videos and there's like this famous scene where like Kirk from Crowbar, he's like in the bathroom of this place and there's like an old timey scale there and like he's just running around like the Incredible Hulk. He's like painted up. And like, so we used to grow up seeing this venue and then hearing tales about it. Like, oh, that place is haunted. And you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, and then, so, uh I want to say it was 2009 was the first time we played there. Mm-hmm. It was the summer of 2009, and we were out on a pretty big package tour uh, with some, some for our genre, notable bands. And uh, the headlining band was this band called, is this band called Devil Driver, um, which features the, the vocalists of a band. Uh, used to be in a band called Coal Chamber yeah, uh, back exactly in the late 90s. About, yeah. yeah. They had that song Big Truck and Loco. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, he also, him and I are really big into, like, esotericism and, and, and things like that. So, like, you know, getting some extra in-depth history. Well, there was a Chicago native, because uh, Milwaukee's like an hour and a half from Chicago. Not far at all. Um, so there's a Chicago native that was going to be doing uh, front of house or uh, sound mixing, a mixing engineer for Devil Driver. and do, Or doing lights, I can't remember. He was doing lights, forgive me. And... So he's like telling us about this place because he used to like work there. And he's like, oh, yeah, man, this place is like, you know, there's all kinds of weird things. And I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. I don't think anything of it. And this is like a few days before going there. You know, you hear about it. And so you get there and you kind of forget about it. So we were the first band on. So we actually had the luxury of uh, having, we get to, besides the headliner, which was Devil Driver, since we were the opening act. We also got sound checked because we're the first band on, so they got to set the levels. And so we'd wait our turn after Devil Driver did their their sound check, and then we'd go do ours. And so doing our thing, and you know, um, in front of the stage, you, you have things called monitors, which are speakers that are facing towards the band. And those speakers that face towards the band is so that you can kind of hear each other 
um, what's mic'd up, uh, you know, your your speaker cabinets, vocals, drums, whatever, because on a large stage in a big room, sometimes you can't hear each other and you can kind of lose place. So these monitors are used so that a band can hear each other. So we have those, what we call dialed in, and everything's sounding great. We can hear each other. Everything's awesome. Um, you know, the guys right before sound check restring their guitars. So, you know, new strings, you know, drummer, you know, did his thing, you know, everything's set up and you just kind of leave your stuff there and you got to wait for doors. So it's a lot of like hurry up and waiting when it comes to touring in a band. So now you got about four or five hours before like doors even open. So, um, being the one who does all the driving in the band, um, I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to take a nap. And this is like one of the few venues since it was so large, we actually had our own dressing room. We didn't either have to share one or not have one. So there was this real big common area. Um, and it's like, yeah, kind of like what you'd consider like kind of like the basement of the main ballroom. So there's two big ballrooms, but like the main one on the main floor. So it's like underneath and behind it and um, a really cool vibe in there. They got like tapestries and things. And so I was like, well, I'm going to take a nap. So um, just being exhausted, I, I you know you do a lot of driving overnight. So let me get some sleep. So set the alarm on my, my cell phone and went to sleep. And um, I, I have this thick copper bracelet that I wear all the time that um, a friend of mine had made for me years ago and I wear it all the time I mean this thing is like on 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 yeah you've always had that yeah yeah right and it's like the the shape of it and the size of it 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 like is always like on my wrist and I'll get to that in a sec so I take a nap whatever so uh Long story short, or longer, who knows? Um, I'm sleeping, and I I literally have the weirdest, craziest dreams, um, and some of them are kind of really personal, and just really messed up, (laughs) out of a lack of better terms. Right. And you know, it can happen sometimes. You 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 swear, you know, it's happened even when I'm in my own house or whatever. But like, you think you hear your name, you know, you wake up and you think you hear someone calling your name. And it was one of those instances. I woke up and I swore someone said, Jay, Jay. And I woke up. Again, it could have been a dream, you know, kind of in and out of consciousness. Could have been, you know, a noise that was made or who knows. Or maybe someone was looking for me, walked by the room. Who knows? So I wake up and I'm looking around. I'm like, nope, totally by myself. So I, I stand up and, you know, it's pretty regulated climate in there because, you know, they take care of the bands or whatever. But then, I don't know, you remember me telling you this? It was just this cold, this cold spot that I, when I walked, I took one step. It was just this cold feeling, like the air was cold. Mm-hmm. And there was no AC on. It was just like this, like, it's not like there was a vent above me or near me or a fan. It was just this, like, it, I just felt cold. And my bracelet fell off. Do you remember that part? <laughs> I forgot about that actually. Yeah. Some and like I forgot what I had done. I was like, ooh. And like I turned like this I was on this like couch and I got up, I stood up and I took like this one step, felt that cold and just like kind of realized, "Ooh, this is really that's weird." Got got those goosebumps like, "Ooh, this is weird." Took another step like kind of round the corner of that couch between the couch and then like the wall. Not that it was like close. And as I took that turn, and I moved my arm, that's when my bracelet fell off and went shooting across, like, and hit the wall. And I was like, that's really effed up. Like, what the heck? Like, yeah. this bracelet isn't loose. It's like, I don't, I didn't feel anything. 
could have been coincidence. It could have been how I was sleeping or whatever. And I tried to just debunk it all and didn't like it. Then it felt like someone was in the room with me and it legitimately felt like someone was watching me. And you just get that uncomfortable feeling. And, and again, it could have been me attributing it to like, okay, this is this weird thing. I just felt cold. Now this bracelet just fell off of me. And so now your brain starts like kind of going down that rabbit hole. And so therefore you kind of make yourself feel uncomfortable. Right. You know, and, you know, I can rationalize it all I want in hindsight, you know. But in that moment, at that time, it legitimately felt like someone was there with me, standing next to me. And then I heard a breath and I left. It's all I needed. I grabbed my bracelet and I got the fuck out of there. <laughs> and that was that part of it. So then I'm looking for the guys. Uh, a couple of them went to go grab some food because a, there was a Taco Bell not too far from there. And uh, a couple of them were hanging out there. And so I come back and I, I, I went looking for them. And I texted somebody, found them, and came back. And I was getting ready for showtime. So get ready to do our thing to take the stage and we had like an intro like track or whatever so you know we do our thing beforehand and now cool we're gonna go on stage and I told the guys like one of them not all of them about something that happened he's like that's really weird and then so we go and start the set and no one can hear a thing so and that happens sometimes and it's just like this really weird thing and it's like there's this like muffled like thing sound frequency or whatever and we're playing and um i want to say waterman broke a stick so like that sometimes throws off your jive then one of my guitar players brand new strings he busted not one string two strings so now he's like scrambling looking for another guitar Mm -hmm. swaps out that guitar puts the other guitar back on and so it was just like from the jump it was just like this disjointed thing that like Everything felt fine going into it. Soundcheck was awesome. And now it was just this really weird thing. And there's weird sounds coming in and out of uh, the monitors, you know, and, and you, you get a little worried and anxious because you've got an audience there and you're trying to like, you're in a metal band. You're trying to look badass and you can't hear anything and it's right. getting weird. And you're like, uh-oh. So, you know, just to kind of shorten the story, um, it's just, it felt really awkward the whole duration Right. And so, uh, once we finished, it was like so weird. It was like, I, you know, I don't know what happened. This, this was weird. This was that. And then that same Chicago native that was doing lights for Devil Driver, you know, we're telling him about it because he, he would do lights for us. And uh, he says, Oh, man. He says, he says, Oh, you ever been here before? He's like, No, no, this is our first time playing. He says, Oh, well, that's, that's what it is. He says, Most first bands will always tell us that there's a problem. He says, That's just the spirits messing with you. <laughs> and like the fact that that was like a thing, that's oh, crazy, dude. I love how the, I'm like, I love the what? casual nature of it. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, I, really? You know? And, and then so it's like you know you, you walk away from that going like, no, it's just coincidence. It's just this. It's just that. But like, it wasn't the first time we had something weird happen at a venue because then we, when we played in years later when we played in uh, Ohio, um. Al Rosa Villa, that's where Dimebag Daryl had gotten killed. And we're huge Pantera fans. And that was another another one of those instances where we had a very weird feeling. And so much so that, like, with more of what I 
get into uh, big into esotericism, and uh, I read a lot of occult uh, books. Um, and you know, years later, you know, you, you just start like looking at things differently. You start feeling things differently, and 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 just realize that it's a completely different world around us than what we perceive it to be. Sometimes. Yeah, man. So, like I know I completely and, agree with you. Like yeah, everything you everything you just said. I don't know Western like struck a chord for me that was yeah that's so true yeah it's it's bizarre you know and again i know it was a lengthy story but uh then again that's why you wanted me on so (laughs) (laughs) well no yeah i mean you're you're really good at like setting things up and like describing i think like the history of of a venue is sometimes important you know once you figure out or you explain the actual encounter and like oh the spirits are messing with you i think it's interesting to know like everything about the venue before you explain what happened. I think that's, I think it's cool. You, you get a little bit of like a history lesson too. You know what I mean? So absolutely. Well, I think that's, that's the, th- that's the big takeaway. Like when people talk about these, you know, haunted houses and buildings, it's, you know, we're told that like energy is energy. Energy doesn't go anywhere, you know? Right, right. It's energy is always, it's, it exists constantly. It's everywhere around us. And, you know, it doesn't just go away. So what does it do? It has to be somewhere. So frequency, vibration, you know, we can kind of, we can get into the territory of what Nikola Tesla was trying to let people know about way ahead of time, letting people know that everything is frequency and vibration, you know, how, maybe how giant stones were moved, Mm -hmm. maybe how, you know, people are able to be, you know, in different places at different times, uh, you know, frequency and vibration, all light is, is it's vibration. You know, everything is a, either a low vibration or a very high vibration. So, I, you know, I, I and other people think that some of these places that are considered haunted just, you know, they're just like, you know, depositories of, of energy and dependent on what has happened, you know, leaves, leaves an imprint there in that environment. I, I agree. I mean, I, it's funny because you talk about, um, you know, how, uh, yeah, like, it's just the, the background in general of things. And I think it's, we, you know, I've mentioned before on this podcast that um, if you've ever been to a location and you, and, you know, or somebody has seen an apparition, maybe walk through a wall or something like that, like to us, like, yeah, it's like, okay, that's really freaky. But if you were, oftentimes, if you were to do research on the location, or if there was something built there before, you know, the current home was there, building was there, most likely you'll find that there was a door there. And that energy Mm -hmm. is just repeating where that person was walking through a door, but now there was a wall where that door used to be, um, which I think is, is interesting. Um, sometimes it's not the case, but I, I've heard and I've read that most of the time when research is done, they find that there was a door there. So it's interesting, you know. Um, I think history plays a very important role in in everything, uh, especially when you're looking at you know things that have happened in the past when there's might be a weird energy there. You know what went down. So you you mentioned something else too. I don't know why I'm. I remember something vaguely about um, there was a guy like an old guy or a weird guy near a cemetery or something i don't know if that if that was in new orleans or it was i don't know you said that there was some oh oh i oh i know exactly yeah so it 
<laughs> so it was our first time playing in New Orleans, and we played the House of Blues in New Orleans, and it was just the weirdest environment. Uh, there's some of this story that I, I won't divulge um, publicly, but the ones that I will, the the the, the hot, the hot <laughs> buttons that I will touch. Okay. Um, the sense and um, <laughs> so be first time in in New Orleans, and we're hanging out, and you know we're actually surprisingly enough back out with our friends on Devil Driver. Mm-hmm. And um, so I had been with a group of individuals, and while I didn't, you know, partake in things, there's a, a secondhand nature of those things that can affect you after the fact. And, you know, even though you're trying to be in a, a very well-ventilated area, if you can catch my drift, right. um, but that's that's not it's not my cup of tea. I don't. It doesn't bother me if anybody else does. I just, uh, for me, I, I just I don't and I, I can't. I have very sensitive lungs to begin with. Gotcha. Um, so I, I I attributed some of it to like okay maybe I got like this you know contact <laughs> you know yeah high or whatever you want to call it. So um, anywho, it was weird because it it came on out of nowhere where um, this was the first show, I, you know, I, I'd always watched, because they're my friends, I'd watch them every single night. And this was the first show where they changed up their set list. And they, the song they normally opened with, they didn't open with. But we had friends that came to see us that live in New Orleans um, from the band Crowbar. So they, come, they came out to see us. So I didn't get to necessarily watch Devil Driver uh, from the side of the stage like I would every night. Because, um, you know, I wanted to be a good host and see my friends and, and talk to them. So I'll never forget, like, it was this weird environment where all of a sudden I'm talking to my friend and then I hear them start that song that is normally their first song. Mm-hmm. And that's what triggered me feeling completely out of myself. Um, and then just this, like, sense of anxiety. And again, has a lot to do with, you know, whatever, you know that does to the brain <laughs> right, right. but it was just this weird weird place and i remember my guitar player looking at me he's like you okay i was like oh, i don't think i'm okay he's like let's go outside and so we went outside and i f- i instantly felt better and you know it was just like cool fresh air or whatever and then there was a gentleman who beelined straight at me and just it, he had this look in his eye that i again i I think I told you it was like this person, it, it was like they didn't, they weren't there or nothing else was there but us. Mm-hmm. And he just had this this look in his eye and just started talking to me about things, which I won't discuss because there's some personal things in there. And just talking about some really intense things. And um, yeah, man, it was, it was crazy. I, I literally felt like I was talking to a, a soul, a, a lost soul somehow some way that wasn't even in my opinion was not i mean you know just well, people your, hang out all the time friends see it or is it just you oh yeah no he saw them but like he didn't remember the conversation i had with this person oh that's weird so but he, so he again was there with you the whole time you, you no he, he ended up t- he ended up talking to somebody else because we went out there we talked is you good yeah all right you know whatever and then you know, fans come out or other friends, you know, and other bands that are touring with you come out and then, you know, conversations just kind of start. So this person just beeline straight for me 
And so I'm, I'm engaged with this person talking. So while Chris was there, he doesn't really remember or know the ins and outs of it, which is fair. I get it, you know? And so it was just a really weird thing. But obviously, clearly, this form was there. This person was there. But just the feeling, the eeriness that I got from it. And again, I can chalk it up as like maybe it was just the, the state I was in or the, you know, the secondhand state I was in or whatever. Um, I don't know. But it now, was just it without, was... without uh, obviously divulging any of the information that you weren't comfortable sharing. What, when you say it was like personal things, did he know things about you that you he wouldn't shouldn't have known is that what you're getting at well that's or? that's kind of how it felt it, it it felt as though this person was alluding to things and again there's a lot of charlatans out there there's a lot of people who are false um fortune tellers you know and they they look for tells and they say things that are kind of generalized you know i've had a lot of years now to like really like go back and think about it and try and debunk it you know rather than just go with my you know, oh my gosh, this is really creepy. Was I talking to a ghost? You know, kind of, you know, kind of like first thing, you know, and who knows, you know, if, if it was just someone that was trying to panhandle, possibly. Um, but it definitely didn't feel that way then. And, um, and then even, even now, I think that I, I feel like sometimes there, we get my opinion, you know, just my, my belief. I think sometimes we, we have people that visit us or come into our lives and, Somehow, some way, uh, we we cross paths with things, you know. Um, I think it's. I think it really comes down to your gut, though. You know, like what, like you were there, no one else was. You had an encounter with this person uh, or whatever it was, and you felt different. You felt like you were. You said, you know, like you were out of yourself. You felt like you weren't talking to a normal it wasn't a normal interaction like i just feel like those are all things that you only you can experience and only you felt so if you felt very uh, if like this wasn't normal then it may have not had been that you know right because the other part of that that, because you you remember the other part of it when you first said it you said something about a graveyard well Mm -hmm. how that ties in is that after we left the venue we had we had the next day off so the Devil Driver Camp, we're the only band that was in a van and trailer. Um, mm-hmm. So actually, no, there's another band in a van and trailer. But we were with two other bands that were just doing buses. So they typically, they'll go to like an RV park, They'll you know, if they have a day off so they can park the bus or they'll go to a hotel, park the bus, and then they have a hotel room either for the bus driver so they can shower and so everybody can take like a real shower. Um, so typically that's what will happen for like touring musicians on a higher level in a, in a bus. So they wanted to treat us to, uh, uh, since we had a day off and we didn't have to be anywhere too far the, the day after. Um, it was somewhere in Florida, I believe. So they said, hey, you know, we're going to, our treat, we're going to get a spot at this RV park or whatever. So we're getting a spot for you guys right next to us and we'll, you know, we'll barbecue or whatever. So sure. You know, for us young, young bucks, like, yeah, that's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. This place is going to have like a pool and a jacuzzi and, you know, and yeah, yeah, we sleep in the van anyway. So awesome. So by the time you leave the venue, it, you know, it's nighttime, whatever. And like, you just essentially I'm, I'm following another bus there. So I'm the driver. So I'm paying attention. Um, you know, my guys maybe have had a couple of adult beverages and so they're either sleeping half asleep or whatever. So we start rolling up, you know, pull up this place and I just remember like taking a couple turns and it's like, it's a gated 
RV park because it's in a not so great area of of the city. So it's this like gated RV park. So we go in and park whatever. And so a couple of my guys are like, oh, like, you know, I'm gonna go out because like bars stay open in New Orleans, and you know they hadn't been. So it's like, all right, cool. Just keep in touch. Like, let me know. You know, make sure you guys are safe or whatever. So. Chris had stayed behind with me, and Chris and I were the only ones who had talked to that other gentleman at that point in time outside of the, the venue. So anywho, long story short, everyone ends up making it back to the van. Everyone, you know, they woke, they woke me up when they got back into the van um, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> fall back to sleep, whatever. But I had the most vivid dreams about death and about these, this weird cemetery and all this stuff. Well, Chris also had similar dream about death and weird cemetery all that jazz and it was just weird that we both had this like dream and like oh my gosh yeah i had a weird dream. i had a weird dream too like we talked about it and so we were going to do laundry because it was a uh there at the rv park you know the bathroom showers a pool and so there's a place where you can actually like do laundry so uh, we ended up just kind of like going over things and talking about more of what, what had happened and uh it was just uncanny how many similarities were in our in our dreams that we had well, because it was now morning and outside, just outside of those walls, we were surrounded by four cemeteries that we didn't know about the night before because we were driving and there's these very high walls to the cemeteries and very high walls to this, R- this RV park. So we had no idea. So whether it was intuition, maybe something we saw and subconsciously remembered, like maybe we could have seen a sign for a cemetery, you know, because that's how marketing works. You know, you see a symbol, you see a sign and it enters your subconscious. So then it comes out later on. So whether it was that or this encounter with the guy, at the time we thought, oh my gosh, we totally talked to this dude and he was a ghost and like, oh my God, dude. You know, like that's just right. kind of how you feel. Because you're like, why would we totally dream the same thing, bro? Yeah. You know, and like, again, no drugs were used in this. Um, it, but you just start feeling like this is really bizarre. And, you know, but we, we've had really weird instances. We've had weird occurrences. Um, so many, like... Like I said, Al, Al Rosa Villa, we had that like weird instance with like symbols falling and like the, the speaker like, uh, on Chris's side getting super loud after being super quiet. Um, we had, I mean, it's just crazy, like leaving Al Rosa, Pantera coming on Sirius Satellite Radio, us being obsessed with it, and the very next song being us on Sirius Radio. And we're like, this is weird, it's crazy. And like, those are like small coincidences. But then it's like, you know, we got invited to go to Vinnie Paul's house and you know we're in texas and like cool you know and leave the van behind there's like friends around and we're in texas for like a week and we're gonna go to vinnie's house and that's the he was the may rest in peace as a drummer of pantera so mm-hmm. you know cool we're gonna go to vinnie's house and like you know uh it, it was weird our friend lance great great dude he had this badass i think it was 79 trans am so it was, i'm like yep i'm going in the trans am so it's like me and one other dude we get in the Trans Am, and as soon as we hit the highway, Lance turns the radio on. Ba-da-doom. It's like the craziest thing. Pantera's on the radio. It right. like comes on, and it was like the time we pulled up to Dime's house, and like you know, a song ends on on a radio, and boom, Pantera comes on as soon as we pull up to the house, and it's three thirty three. It was like all oh, these like super weird things, but again, it goes back to energy. I feel like if you're like if you have the eyes to see and the ears to hear, you know, you, you're you're going to be more open to those things, and I feel like. You know, we talked a little bit earlier about like Stephen Greer and talking about like how you can attain through consciousness, you can attain communication with these other beings. And that's kind of like the premise of it. And 
if we're all one collective consciousness, then it's not so far out of the realm of possibilities if everything is frequency and vibration. No, I mean, and he, and, and if and if anybody's interested in that, you know, we and me and Dan have kind of talked about or alluded to, um, you know, Stephen Greer on the documentary that's out right now on Prime. It's called uh, "Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind," and, and Dr. Greer kind of goes into, um, you know, the, the training and the practice that he does with that, and and um, people that have that have done these meditations with him have often found or seen things uh like you know uh, crafts and stuff like that it's it's a really crazy documentary um in the best way I, so i would say if you're going to watch it just make sure you go in with an open mind um because some of the stuff does seem a little crazy because you know most we most of the things that he partakes in involve meditation and if you're not familiar with meditation and consciousness and how all that works it's going to seem a little you know out there but i would say um just going with an open mind and it, it really is an interesting documentary. I think I've watched it like three times. It's so fascinating. And some of the footage that he has in it is amazing. So I would definitely take the time to check it out. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Jay, is there anything else that you, that really stands out? Anything else that you want to share? Or, I mean, it's up to you, man. I, I, cause I know you've had a ton of experiences. If not, I mean, that's, it's oh. cool too. Yeah. I, I, one of the, one of the earlier ones. Yeah. I, the um, having, I told you about the, the black fly oh infestation, yeah, yeah 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 yep that was cool. which was very 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 scary and being young and not knowing like like what the heck and like in my parents basement in the house they had just gotten and uh but there was also uh, without getting into too much detail there was a there was a woman that really like was very jealous of my parents and I'll, I'll just leave it at that. And mm -hmm. so um, she may have dabbled in things. Um, so anywho, uh, there, there's this period of time in my parents' you know, new house. I was like nine when we moved in, and it was like that first year. And um, it was this in the downstairs in the basement in the laundry room. There's this, these double windows, like to, you know, kind of basement looking up. And there was just this black fly infestation that like had started that like out of nowhere, I mean, hundreds, I mean, hundreds of black flies just like swarming and it looked like they were outside, but in actuality they were inside. Um, and it was that same week. So my parents got on that right away. Mm -hmm. Um, it was really bizarre. And then also, that was the same week because I I'll never forget it. Where I was sitting on the bed in my I used to share uh, a room with my brother, and I was by myself and I was in the bedroom and this is the first time I heard breathing, and sitting on my bed, and just someone breathing in my ear like just really creepy. I remember being petrified, dude. I didn't sleep for the longest time. I swear that's where it's it stems from. Like as an adult, I I have trouble falling asleep and just anxiety and um you know you forget about it from time to time and you know it's just it was the weirdest thing i remember being so scared and t telling it to stop and running out of my bedroom and I, I i remember telling my mom and it's one of those things where i didn't want to tell my mom because i thought she would think i was lying or making something up but i told her and the, just so you know, like this is my mom is oh, mom's the greatest woman. Um, my mom didn't bat an eye, mm -hmm. and 
so um, my mom also, she she knows some things and there's things like folk magic and things that you have to do to protect and there's again it's all energy it's all clearing energy or creating energy and manifesting and so um yeah she she did some things i used to watch my mom you know that's where i learned how you know i learned about you know saging and smudging and learned about all kinds of things clearing rooms and energy and um it's interesting it's you know that that stuff never happened again, and it was interesting. I'm finding out like why mom would put a certain thing here, or why it would flip this over and put this here, and like what are you burying in the yard? What are you putting in you know outside the door? And you know what's that smell? You know, like all those things that like have been practiced for centuries. Um, you know that people you know some people call it silly. You know people like oh it's just you know it it it's you know whatever. But cultures have passed it on for you know centuries and there's a there's a reason yeah (laughs) it survives yeah Yeah, so so yeah man it's 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 interesting that's a whole that's a whole other podcast yeah no i i feel i feel like these experiences are cool because it's like you know it's not like you you know you have like an encounter with something but there's still experiences that are you know obviously supernatural supernatural in, in origin or supernatural and just in, in general i just think it's crazy it's it's uh i think it comes down to just feeling something and i think that there's a lot of people out there that have similar experiences that feel things but they chalk it up to like ah eh, you know i was just feeling off that day you know but right. i think sometimes it's more than that or you know you don't necessarily have to see something to have an encounter with something um so i think um, your experiences are, are unique in that nature. And I think that they're, they're awesome. Uh, and I think that they're, they're really cool. They really are very interesting, man. So I appreciate you coming on and sharing those, uh, cause you know, obviously I think, uh, people out there probably had similar experiences. So, um, so thanks for sharing those, man. That's awesome. Wow. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, it, 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 it's crazy. Cause I, you know, I was only comfortable sharing it with, you know, very few people for years. And now I just, you know, I think once you hit 40, you're just kind of like, eh, I don't care what anybody thinks. Like, I, this is what I experienced, and I'll, I'll look at it as pragmatically as possible. Right. I will try and debunk it. I'll, you know, I'll use logic and reason. Absolutely. 100%. But, like, it goes back to what you said. I think feeling is everything. And I think there's a reason why, you know, we're moved by certain things and uh, we emote differently. And we all, everything's perception, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, well, dude, with that being said, um, I, I just want to thank you again for coming on, man. Um, it was always fun to talk, and, and I, I love this stuff, man. I love the, the history of things, and um, the experiences are just very unique, so I think they're, they're, they're great. Um, so, And I also want to uh, just you know, remind people, uh, check out Jay's uh, you know, new business endeavor, which is awesome. It's moonroot.net. Um, you know, they, oh, thanks, man. Uh, you guys have a new catalog coming out soon. I know you said you were out of stock for a little bit, but you're going to be making some new stuff or releasing some new stuff soon. Yeah. So we do, we do small batch hand poured candles. Um, and so, you know, there's times where we're like, we put stuff up on the site and it's gone pretty quickly. So, um, we always tell people to sign up for the newsletter so they can find out when stuff hits the site. But, um, we released our winter collection, um, and we're adding to that. You know, because winter's not over. Yeah, <laughs> so man. we're adding some new scents uh, to the winter collection. And we do it, you know, by the solstices and, and equinoxes. And uh, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of 
esoteric references, whether it be in the names or the scents. And, you know, we try to really just kind of infuse some of that into the smells and the, the, the origins of these things, you know, just to, you know, keep, keep the light going. Definitely, definitely. And if I could say, if I could recommend a candle that I've purchased and loved, I would uh, get the uh, Enchanted Evergreen. That one's dope. So, oh, uh, that's dude. oh, I love that one. <laughs> yeah, that one's good, man. <laughs> no, I mean, if you guys are a fan of like uh, the balsam fir smell, uh, basically the same thing. It is. This, I mean, it's. It, I love it, man. I I was just chilling. Christmas is over, but I uh, I was watching some TV the other night and, and relit it, and it's dope. So, it's awesome, heck man. yeah, man. Yeah. That's there's a reason. Like, dude, I love that smell, and like, same here, man. Like, the, that's a year round candle, as far as I'm concerned. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, man. I'm just, I totally agree. Um, so yeah, make sure you guys check that out. And, um, I want to thank Jay again for coming on and thank you guys for listening to, um, another episode of encounter stories and make sure, uh, that you check back next week. Um, I may not have uh, Dan back yet. Like I said, he's taking some time off, uh, but, uh, I'll keep you posted on when he will be returning, but, um, we're figuring that out kind of as we go. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much all we got this week, and we'll catch you guys next week. Later. Thanks for listening to another episode of Encounter Stories. Please be sure to check out our Instagram at Encounter underscore stories underscore podcast and our Facebook page titled Encounter Stories. We release every Wednesday and can be heard on any of your podcast listening platforms. And if you have a story that you would like to share, please be sure to send us an email at yourencounterstory at gmail.com.